0: The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Welcome to the Ask Harry podcast. This is Harry Margolis, and this is the podcast where we interview experts on all aspects of estate planning. In this episode of Ask Harry, Harry continues his conversation with financial advisor Nora Youssef of the Empower Wealth Group on the subject of financial considerations for aging parents. Nora, welcome back.
1: Thank so, you, Harry, for having me.
0: In our last episode, we were, we were talking uh, about uh, some of the things that adult uh, children need to know about uh, financial issues so they can help their parents. And we talked about social security and also about uh, whole life insurance and, uh, and you told me during our break that uh, some of the ways um, you're able to help people with a whole life, uh, really turn them into long-term care insurance, you also might be able to apply to annuities.
1: You know, when it comes to annuities, I, I'm not the um, uh, biggest user of annuities personally. It's, you know, oftentimes personal preference. You know, they have their place, they're situational, and I'm a, a fan of um, using what you have. And so um, if someone does have an annuity Some things to look at, for instance, is there's also an ability where you can actually um, exchange that particular annuity into one that has a long-term care benefit, meaning if you were to need some long-term care funds, your income could actually double if that was the situation. So just know in the back of your mind, if you have this annuity, it may be worth taking a look at to see if, if it's the type that can be switched over. Um, an exchange into a different type that has a nice long-term care benefit. So in short, if there's long-term care expenses in your realm or your parents' realm, just use what you have in terms of your whole life insurance and an existing annuity policy.
0: Good. So uh, talking about long-term care, um, that can, of course, be... Um, can- just to be blunt can screw up any financial plan you, you might have enough money to make it through to to ninety five or a hundred uh and then all of a sudden you have a uh, uh an illness or disability or you become demented and your costs go way up and uh um, there's less money um mm. so do you, so i'm wondering do you do you have um I guess, how do you account for that and, and plan yeah. for that? And what does long-term care cost?
1: Yeah, it, of course, varies by the state you're in. In, in, in Massachusetts or Texas, it's certainly high here. Um, now, I'm going to, I think it's best I, to share a story to protect the names of the innocent. I, I'll change the, the character's names, but I'm going to share the story of um, Goldie Hawn and Kate Hudson. So Kate okay. Hudson, of course, is the daughter. Goldie Hawn is the mom. And not too long ago, Kate brought in her mom, Goldie, to see what kind of care her mom could afford. Her mom just sold the home, which was a huge win because the house was an accident waiting to happen, cluttered, and the laundry was in the basement Mm -hmm. down a steep flight of stairs. And so the mother had the proceeds of the home to work with, her savings, investments, she and her late husband accumulated. Now, it's not straight math because, of course, uh, the money is invested, plus there's inflation. So I did the calculation for them, work backwards to figure out if they do nothing different, what they could afford was about $5,500 a month of care. Now Goldie was bummed, of course, when she found this out and uh, mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to afford Waterstone and Wellesley, which she toured with a friend, mm-hmm. uh, because that was $12,000 a month. And wow. I, I don't advise you allowing your parents uh, to or yourself to do this. It's like test driving a Ferrari uh-huh. that you can't afford. Uh-huh. So, so she couldn't afford that, but I knew she could do better than the $5,500 a month. So here's... Here's what I did. And here, again, I want you to think about things you could be doing for your parents, okay? One is, you may be thinking this already, if you listen to the first half of the segment of this, is um, I was able to find her more money through Social Security because she was a widow. We found her an extra $600 a month. Mm -hmm. And, and And then I turned and looked at the investments. Now, here are the three lenses I look through when assessing people's investments, when they bring in their financial statements, here's what I look at. And I want you to start wearing these lenses yourself. So the first is diversification, which I know everybody gets the idea not too many eggs in one basket. I know you understand the premise, Mm -hmm. but so few people do this correctly. In fact, for, um, for Goldie who came in, um, she had four funds and she touted, huh? I have four funds. I am diversified. See, I'm good. And when you peel back the onion, of course, for this,
0: they're all the same.
1: They're all the same, exactly, exactly. And of course, they were the ones hit the hardest in this recent
0: oh. pullback
1: in the market. Um, and so I want to point out when you're properly diversified and participating in all the segments, including the real estate, including small cap and mid cap, um, your, your portfolio is more predictable, and consistent over time. And in recessions, this recovery is no different. From the recent pullback in just the past few months, in 2008 and 2009, in those, in those times of a big pullback in the market, a diversified portfolio recovers far faster than a non-diversified portfolio. Yeah. Okay? Um, so that's one piece to always look at. Um, um, and, and of course, everybody asks, well, you know, if I had the airlines, should I just hold everything and it'll all come back? It really depends on your time frame, right? I mean, if mm-hmm. your olds are here and you would prefer that recovery sooner rather than later, um, you know, it obviously depends on the situation. It depends on your holdings, but but doing nothing is not always the right answer. So it may be a situation where there it is warranted to diversify now, mix things up a little bit here, and and um, you know get that pullback faster than you would otherwise. Um, um, so that's something to look at. Um, also you want to be watching over how much risk you're taking too. And of course uh, the, the, this has recently been a financial fire drill of people coming to (laughs) grips, maybe getting some heart palpitations, looking at their statements. Um, but you obviously, especially for your parents, they want to be in a more of a protection mode against the market. And that means having more of the safe stuff, the fixed income, the bonds, the CD's. Um, and you want to make sure that safety vest that they're wearing, because after all that keeps them afloat as the, as the market goes up and down, just like a safety vest does with you in the water and waves come crashing down. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure it's quality. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people I've come in and done second reviews for recently, and they're saying, I can't believe I lost so much money. I had all this, you know, what I thought was safe stuff. And lo and behold, it, it was not quality, safe investment. So So I can't stress enough the value of having a second set of eyes look over your stock market stuff portion of your portfolio and also what you think is the safe side of Mm -hmm. your portfolio. Um, And then the other is cost. For Goldie who came in, um, You know, it's often taboo to talk about cost, but you need to talk about cost. Like anything else, you always want to be mindful of your overhead. Um, And so for her, uh, what we did is we actually brought her investment total investment costs, because there are often layers between managed costs and the individual investment costs themselves. We're actually able to bring hers down by half from Mm 2% to 1%. That's
0: expensive. If you have $500,000 invested, that's uh, $5,000 a year.
1: Exactly. And over 20 years extrapolated, Harry, that comes out to about $250,000.
0: Wow.
1: Savings just one percentage point makes. And, and often people don't realize what they're paying. They'll they'll know, oh, yeah, I, I just paid this 1%, but they have really, they won't be informed enough about the underlying investments that the funds that they own holds, And that's what mm-hmm. I bring to light to people because they ought to know.
0: Right. And the $5,000 I mean, no, just- a year might not seem like that much, um, right. but right. then but if it's over a long time, as you said, it really adds up.
1: Absolutely. Especially when it's invested. So it's important to, you know, you shouldn't feel bad as a consumer. It's hard to see these fees, but here's where I come in and I point blank, show you exactly what the total costs are. And then, and just, and and just bring up that there is a cheaper way, um, oftentimes. Um, okay. And so, so by the end here, the, 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 um, uh, punchline here is we went from Goldie being able to afford 5,500 to about $7,500 a month. Mm-hmm. So, so that was a really nice upgrade. Um, a whole yeah. different level of care that she was able to afford.
0: Excellent. Very good. And, uh, so, um, so of course, uh, children can help their parents, uh, really by bringing them in to see experts, uh, like, uh, I guess I'm not supposed to use that term, but, uh, professionals, um, like you to, uh, to go over their situation, give it a second look. Um, And, but the other thing we often see is that people have um, a a lot of people have accounts all over the place Mm -hmm. and also uh, are not necessarily uh, keeping up with all their bills and are there there ways that, um, that uh, children can help with all of that.
1: Yes. Yes, housekeeping goes a long way. Um, speaking of a lot of accounts, if you know your parent has buckets of money everywhere, of course, get your estate planning done. Get everything under that trust, um, which is Harry's uh, wheelhouse, and just help make your future life easier, so you won't be scrambling around later. Um, and trying to pick up all the pieces, and also in terms of financially, you know, there's often a lot of redundancies when there are multiple accounts. It's far more efficient, and you get far better, um, um, you know, returns when everything is aggregated. Plus, there are required minimum distributions you have to take every year from retirement accounts, with the exception of this year, of course, because of the mm-hmm. CARES Act. This is the one year. You don't have to take out those RMDs. Um, um, And that, by the way, is the required amount you have to take out set by the government once you're now 72, not 70 and a half. Um, But for the most part, it's far easier to just simplify your life um, mindset-wise and financially. Um, Consolidate other housekeeping items. Um, One thing I always give to clients, um, uh, usually it's the adult child for their aging parents, is the family inventory workbook or call it the emergency workbook, whatever you want to call it. I'm happy to send it to to anyone. And what it does is it includes all important contacts, combinations, passwords, list of contacts, list of important assets. um, And it's great, just a go-to place, not so much for your parents. But, or, or perhaps it's for mom, if dad handles the finances or vice versa, or it's for you if mom and dad both go and you just want one document. So I, I often position it as something that the parents should fill out for the sake of their kids and then they, they get it. Um, so that I highly, highly recommend doing and I'm happy to send you um, hours um, to fill out. Um, I also, this is what I do for our clients. And if you aren't doing this for your parents, do it um, coordinate their bill pay through their, you know, all their monthly expenses, have it come right off their account. You make your life easier and let them be less susceptible to fraud. Also have duplicate copies of statements be sent to you. I mm-hmm. o- always often do this for clients and for, for adult children. Um, that way there's more oversight and again, it helps, um, uh, guard your parents against any fraud they may be susceptible to. Um,
0: Of course, course older adults are are, um, prime targets of uh, scams, whether on the internet or phone calls. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Especially lately. They all know you're home. Um, And also, I always send copies um, of tax documents directly to the accountant. And so if you haven't set that up, ask your financial advisor to do that. They are capable of doing that. Ask them to make your life and their parents' lives easier around tax time. Um, another and last piece I'll leave you with is adding um, the adult child as an emergency contact on the account. I do this with all my elderly clients because, you know, uh, there was one case not too long ago where there was a client I spoke to just the day before. She usually gets right back to me over the phone. She didn't call me back. Eight hours passed by and I said, you know what, something's up. And I called the emergency contact, which was the son. And sure enough, come to find out a few days later, she had had a bad fall. Um, And it's just as another level of oversight that you want your, on your parents. So um, have yourself added as the emergency contact. I do this automatically. Um, If it's not being done now, you likely can request it. Of the financial advisor your parents are working
0: with. That makes a lot of sense. So if, um, uh, if, if someone is interested in getting that notebook where they can compile all this important mm-hmm. information from you, how would they reach out to you?
1: you can send it digitally or by hard mail. And um, so you can call us at 508-230-8960 or send me an email to Nora, N-O-R-A, dot Yusuf, spelled Y-O-U-S is in Sam, I is in Iowa, F is in Florida, at rbc.com. Or simply find me online, just Google Nora Boston. Nora and Power Wealth Group and I'll
0: come right up. Very good. So the last thing we were talking about helps the parents, of course, and um, making sure that there, there's some assistance with their financial planning and, um, and, and that their kids can step in if need be. And of course, it also helps the kids quite a bit uh, since it makes their lives a lot easier when and if they do have to step in. Um, is there anything else that, uh, I'm switching gears here a little, but that parents might do for their kids?
1: Sure, sure. Well, you know, I can't stress enough the importance of self-care and part of that self-care is taking care of your finances, right, for yourself. So don't forget about yourself. Um, uh, And so, um, you know, find out and do the numbers. And I often run the numbers for people. I'm not a fan of the 40-page plan. No one reads. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I have a one screen. My colleagues at uh, MIT Sloan are big fans of it. Uh, It's one screen that shows you exactly where you stand. And can help you figure out, okay, if you can retire when you're thinking to, will you run out of money? Are you saving enough? How do you compare against your peers? Stress test yourself to see if you lose a spouse or a job, how will you do? How will you be? Um, figure out if you were to retire now, how much can you spend mm-hmm. in retirement? Mm-hmm. And if it's not that much money, well, how many more years do you need to work? So figure out where you stand now so you make can make small adjustments and improvements for later.
0: Sounds a bit, a bit like the stress tests that the feds are giving to the banks.
1: <laughs> yes. In fact, one of my, my old professors is part of that process. <laughs> so uh-huh. can't, can't underscore the importance of, of stress testing. Um, and it can be, it's a lot of fun too, to be able to play the what if game of, hey, what if uh, I buy a place in Florida or mm-hmm. should I just keep renting? So there's a lot of fun to be had there too. Um, I'm happy to get to know your story. Everyone's situation is different. Um, I, I, what I do is I hear your family dynamics I put myself in your shoes and see how I can help you make some smarter decisions.
0: Yeah. yeah one example of, the, of that occurs to me. Um, I, I had a professor at college who I kept up with and, um, and he and his wife bought a place in Martha's Vineyard. Um, mm-hmm. It was about the time he retired and, and he's, and what he pointed out or what uh, someone I guess had pointed out to them that allowed them to f- afford this. Is that even though they couldn't necessarily afford it at the time um, they knew that when his wife's parents died that they would be getting more money, mm-hmm. and so then it became clear that well, since they had that anticipated inheritance, they could factor that into what they could actually afford
1: exactly exactly absolutely absolutely yep, yep, so so it really it really helps widen your perspective either it will be reassuring to know you're in good standing or it's um puts a little fire under your ear to make some changes before it is too late so, so
0: it um, can actually open up possibilities
1: exactly exactly so yeah I, I always say you know so in short you know let's find out what kind of care your parents can afford let's review social security medicare um and happy to get you a uh, financial check to see if you're on track and uh bulletproof you best we can
0: Well, thank you very much, Nora. Uh, We hope this uh, coronavirus pandemic ends soon, but this is great advice for any time.
1: Great. Thank you, Harry, for having me on.
0: Thank you for listening to the Ask Harry podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends and colleagues. If you have questions about estate planning, you can find answers at askharry.info. And if you don't find your answer there, you can post a question and I will respond to it. You can also subscribe and listen to future episodes on iTunes.